Paranormal Perception is brought to you by Orange County's first ever paranormal conference, Orange County Paracon. Meet and hear from Paranormal Perception guests in person on October 1st and 2nd. Go to ocparacon.com for info and for tickets. Paranormal Perception is a full-bodied apparition summoned by... 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC. Found it, your guide through the unknown. Ghosts, artificial intelligence, cryptozoology, disclosure, parapsychology, a world of shadows. It is all the unknown for a reason. This is your guide through the new normal for the new decade. Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. Close your eyes, open your ears, and your mind. This This is your new new perception perception on the paranormal. Paranormal Paranormal Perception. Perception. Here's your host, Henry San Miguel. Here I am. Welcome to Paranormal Perception. So let's get right into the guest. Today we're back to normal, I guess, whatever counts as normal here normal is when we talk about paranormal researching uh, ghost hunting if you want to call it that and haunted locations we've got a good one today for you it's uh jill shelley she is the uh, the founder the lead the lead investigator for saint croix paranormal in stillwater minnesota she's also the owner of the boyd house in boyd in boyd minnesota that it's a very active location we'll get into those stories in just a second but first let's welcome her to paranormal perception jill how you doing welcome to the show Good. How are you, Henry? Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. So let, before we get into the team and the and Boyd House and everything else, let's get in. Let's let's get your story first. How how did how did your interest in the paranormal? How did all that begin for you? Well, you know, I was always kind of fascinated by you know ghosts and scary things as a small child. You know, I was always kind of drawn that that way. Uh, my first experience, however, was at my grandmother's house because it, she had a room upstairs that no none of us kids liked. It was always cold. I always felt like unwanted things were staring at you. Uh, so we didn't, we didn't like that room at all, but I, I woke one night sleeping there and I heard footsteps coming out of the room and it came up to the door that I was sleeping in and my back was to the door, but I kind of felt like somebody was completely staring through me, like so intense, like, like almost if they were shooting beams of light through me. Uh, and then of course, as a young child, I'm terrified. So I was not going to turn around and look. But then I heard it like turn around, walk away. Everything was fine. Uh, Mentioned it to my grandmother in the morning and I just had a lot of respect for her. And she just said, oh my gosh, honey, that's just a ghost and he's not going to hurt you. (laughs) And I thought, oh my gosh, like grandma doesn't even like, this is like no big deal. So then I was like really fascinated. Like I wanted to learn more about them. So I spent a lot of time researching, uh, just kind of getting knowing uh, about ghost movies, books, you know, you name it. And then, uh, of course, with the advent of television coming out uh, with the paranormal shows, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you can do this. I didn't know you could do this. It's super awesome. Uh, so then I met a great group of, of people in, like, 2010, and that's when we formed St. Croix Paranormal and started traveling out through the United States to well-known haunted locations. Yeah, and we're going to get into all the details in just a second. But let me go back, actually. It seems like I, I keep asking this question to all the guests that come on. The... I, 
I don't know if you knew it in the beginning when you first got your first experience, or, or, or it, it kind of sounds like it from what you're saying about your grandmother. Did your grandmother or do you, do you guys have any psychic abilities? Uh, not that I, to my knowledge, knowing about anybody else in my family, uh, I myself, when I'm out investigating, I can kind of feel when they're around. Like I kind of know, um, that somebody's there that would just maybe just be my inner self. Um, you know, wouldn't say that's like, that's a gift or an ability, but, um, that's, that's all I've noticed about myself. Yeah. I I guess kind of like me, you would describe it as just being sensitive to the other side. Right. Right. Yeah, but you can't you can't see them, you can't hear them other than with equipment. Correct. Yes. I mean, I I've audibly heard voices, but it's not something that's on a daily basis for me. I I really wish I had a gift like that. It would be super awesome, but I don't. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. It, I mean, I've talked to many medium psychics on a show that yes, it's awesome, but it can also be scary. But it's really what they say it's really annoying, especially when they don't know how to turn it <laughs> off in the beginning. Hearing all he's seeing and hearing all these voices all the time. Um, but um, let me also go back to the to the very beginning. I know you mentioned when you started seeing the um, the paranormal TV shows and and hearing about you know that you can actually go and research these things. Besides that, is there any other research you 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 started doing uh, on your own to find out like how do I, how do I find out about spirits and all this stuff? Uh, not necessarily. I didn't like reach out to try and do. Of course, you know, as a kid, you played with the Ouija board. I mean, most children do i would now that i grow up i would never touch one um but you know and i had some other smaller experiences too as i was growing up more in my teenage years um but yeah i i don't know i don't think there was you know i'm old school so we didn't really get to have the internet and stuff at the age when i was around um so it was pretty much just books and and reading and, and television shows how you would further and then I guess just some of the experience I had, as, you know, as a teenager. The, yeah, don't worry about that, Jill. I'm right there with you. I always feel ancient when I tell people. Be, I before internet, I used to use this thing called the encyclopedia to research yes. things. <laughs> um, uh, but you can't mention the Ouija board and then not say now that I'm older, I don't touch it without telling me why. Is there a specific reason why you don't touch the Ouija boards now? Uh, I just kind of feel like it, it's uh, well. A lot of people say it's kind of evil. Um, I guess like if you're if you're not careful, you open some of those doors, and you know, I guess like this ex- one experience that we had that was kind of scary is we you know we all skipped school and went over to my friend's house and we were doing the Ouija board and we were doing it for like hours and of course you know it was doing its thing, um, but none of us really realized that all of a sudden in the room it was like really really cold and like actually the windows were starting to fog up and the guinea pig started freaking out that was in the room and it was just it was just just and then we all kind of had a lot of bad luck kind of things i mean nothing detrimental but like oh now your car broke down you know i mean it was just stuff that daily life but it just seemed like it just kept happening to all of us you know so i just kind of was like i felt like that was just a bad deal so we just never kind of touched that yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same boat where, it, and, and you probably remember when, when we had specifically Toys R Us, when they still existed, they they used to sell them there. They, and they still sell them, I think, at Target's and other toy stores. They they sell it as a toy. So obviously they don't think, I think it's just because they want to make money, but I, I, they don't think it's dangerous. Uh, I I used to think it was, but now that I have, I've never honestly ever actually touched one or, or done it or ran a Ouija board session, but. Having seen people do it and 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 uh, being um seeing other people do it on camera and in person, 
I now where I stand is kind of like where you are, where I don't see the the board itself as dangerous or evil, but it's the intent that makes it either dangerous or evil or whatever you're using it for that. So, so I, I'm with you on on that one. That's why I see the uh, the Ouija board. Right. So let's go to when and 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 specifically why why what or or why or who. Why did you need to form a team, which is now St. Croix Paranormal? Why did, why did you feel the need to form a paranormal investigating team? Well, I kind of really uh, wanted just to hang out with people with the same type of interests with me because, you know, um, it's, you know, sometimes it can be scary, <laughs> you know, yeah. going to some of these places by yourself. So you want to find some people who have the same common ground as you. But I kind of also got into it because I was at that point um, as I was getting older, like, uh, I'm kind of afraid to die. Like, is this really it? Like, I cannot handle if this is it. Like, if you're died, you're buried, you're done. That's it. Like, I can't, I, I couldn't fathom. I couldn't handle that. Any, you know, I, it still freaked me out to think about it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to prove to myself that there was another side uh, to make contact. And so I would feel better about passing on when it was my time. And I feel that I've proven to myself with a lot of the things that I, I've experienced that there is another side. And so I also kind of tend to focus some of my investigation on now, like, what's it like over there? Um, so I try to ask a lot of questions about that. What What is it exactly that convinced you? And not that you're looking forward to dying, but like, I mean, is it is it is it accurate to say that you, when when your time comes, yeah, you'll be at at peace with it now that you know a little bit more of maybe what's waiting for you on the other side no i'm still terrified of it because <laughs> <laughs> it's like what if i'm wrong so yeah. you know there's always that doubt you know um but uh yeah i don't know i mean i guess i i would be more at peace um knowing that that i there is something there i'm gonna go somewhere um but it's also scary too because it's like where is that somewhere um you know so it's it's there's still a lot of unanswered questions yeah, that because I mean maybe you maybe you have some some uh, evidence that you guys have captured in your investigations. We'll get into that in, the, in a second. But I I honestly I've never seen it whether on on television or real investigations, private investigations. I've when we get EVPs or make communication with the other side, I have never to this day heard someone say, you know, God was there or heaven is there or heaven is this or there's a hell or there's a, no one ever says that. It's just hi. I'm here. I'm okay. Open the door, whatever it is. But no one's ever told us what's actually on on the other side, unless you guys have gotten something like that. Uh, we've gotten a few communications. Um, I think uh, one of them was they did say that your your relatives do come and get you. You do meet new people on the other side. Uh, there are animals over there, and um, but I have noticed that when you talk about, like you say. Um, God or heaven or hell, they they shut up. They they won't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I did have communication with a dead priest. Now you take it for what it's worth, but basically we got out of him that he couldn't talk to us about any of that. So I, I kind of feel like it's unwritten thing, and if you talk about it, they they're not allowed to for whatever reason. Um. So I I don't. That's just my take on it. So Whether it's right or, or wrong, I don't know. No. <clears throat> so what it sounds like is like. If there is, God has a paranormal non-disclosure agreement that they signed them. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's like an unwritten rule. Like you can't, you know, because they say you're not supposed to know everything until you die anyway. So yeah. there must be some sort of, you know, maybe you'll be abolished if you say anything. I mean, who knows? We don't know. It's just, you know. 
Yeah. It's all relative theory, I guess. You know, I guess nobody's going to prove it till you actually pass on. Then you'll be like, oh, was I way wrong? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's what I always say on the air. I say it's called the unknown for a reason. We don't know until we get there ourselves. Right. Um, so let's go back to the team. Like besides yourself, are you the founder? But who else makes up the team? Uh, we have Donna, Alex, Teresa, and then um, our dear friend Stephanie, who um, has had a big, huge career change. So she can only come on very few um, investigations. But that's pretty much our little family right there. Okay. And this is this is the fun part for the listeners, especially. Talk about. Well, let's start with the what would you or the or anybody else on the team what you would consider scary scary things that have happened to you on on investigations. Talk about some of those. Uh, well, Teresa, unfortunately, we call her our paranormal punching bag <laughs> because the poor girl just she's always getting scratched or bit or pushed or hurt or so. It's always something if we're at a place that we're dealing with negative type spirits. Um, we actually were just at um the stevenson's building Mm -hmm. uh, just a couple weeks ago and she had gotten scratched and she kept seeing these dark shadow figures kind of darting and like haunting her half the night somebody like grabbed the back of her head like they were and it wasn't in a nice way like she's like they like palmed me and then i could feel their fingers Mm. and then she said the weirdest thing was is that she goes i've never had this happen but she saw like a guy's face in her mind and he didn't have any eyes. And then she got scratched right after that. And she was like really freaking out about it. Cause she's like, I've never seen him in my mind. Like when I saw her the next morning, cause I was actually sleeping through all this. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when I saw her the next morning, she was literally crying and I've never seen her have that kind of emotion. Cause she's like, they got in my head and it just really freaked her out. Um, and then I come to find out that there is, we, we didn't know, but there is a demon there with a man with black eyes who likes to scratch people, which we found out later. So she felt better that we could validate that. Um, but it still, still creeps her out. But I think her, um, biggest or the biggest thing we've ever really experienced is again with poor Teresa, uh, we were at whispers estate. And there's a closet there where a man dropped dead on the day of his retirement. And he's very uh, crabby. There's a lot of bad things to people locking him in closets, you know, scratching, pushing, all kinds of things. And, of course, we have to go stand in that closet. And um, so we were in the closet and I heard this voice in my head, like a man's voice that said, get out of the closet. And I decided to get out of the closet because I don't really like them anyway. Um, but just hearing that, and I decided, oh, it's just me being paranoid. I'm not going to say anything to Teresa. So mind you, this is a big walk-in closet. There's actually a small table in there. It's huge. And so she's sitting in the back on a chair. And all of a sudden, she and that chair come flying about four feet out of that closet. And she said something picked up that chair and physically pushed her out of the closet. And she was four feet out of the closet. So if she had just fallen out of the chair, they would have just fell forward. They wouldn't be out in the hallway. Um, so, yeah, that she's a little bit shaken up by that one. Yeah, it sounds like Teresa is definitely a magnet. Now, now, what I'm about to say is very biased because I'm actually looking at her bio in the, uh, on the website right now. You've got to take care of her because she's a Green Bay Packers fan, and so am I. I know you guys are in Minnesota, <laughs> but we oh, stick she together. she is diehard Packers. Yeah, yes. me too. So you got to take care of her. And you said she's, <laughs> she's going to go on a few. In fact, 
Huh? In fact, Alex, our other team member, he's a Vikings fan. So the two of them, oh, send they, him they instead. They go rallying. They wear the t-shirts to battle each other out. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite comical. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, send him instead. Don't don't send the Packer fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah the, going back to the team again, the the it, it kind of says it on the um, on the website, but. What equipment do you use, and and for you, like what's what's your favorite piece of equipment, or, or the one that you've had more success with? Oh, we pretty much use everything that's out there, and then if it's new, we buy it. We we just like all the gadget gadgets. Uh, but my favorite tool that I love to use is the Spirit Box because I love the science behind it, and I get so much evidence out of it. It's just it's one of my favorite pieces of equipment, and. There's so many varieties of them now, so we kind of own all of those, like the S-Box, SP7, the 11, the Portal. Uh, yeah, so we, we're, we are a collector of the Spirit Boxes. Yeah, see, with the Spirit Box, as, as a radio guy, I've never had any faith in that one at all until recently because um, I met a, a Native American paranormal investigation group and, and when because I always thought, and I, and I heard it, I've heard, um, like, portions of commercials or songs or something from tv so i know it was that so i'm like oh, i don't know if it's real or not but then when i'm when with them when they get because they're from the navajo tribe when when they get things on in, in the navajo language when they're getting their their things in their language there's no way you can accidentally do that so they've changed my mind a little bit on on uh, whether it's actually real or not so um i think i'm starting to come over to yeah i trust it now yeah i've gotten um just just so many different different things that you just there's no way they would they would say that and plus you know i've gotten swear words which would never come off the radio but yeah i think my my favorite one we were doing a private investigation for a, a, a homeowner and uh his whole family had experiences and the dad who had this like he was a phd a professor i mean he had like a bazillion titles behind his name very hmm. intelligent man did not believe in spirit so he wasn't getting anything um and so i asked um oh, well and to kind of backtrack so the house he lived in belonged to captain jenks who was the riverboat captain down in downtown stillwater mm-hmm. he's a very famous man so we ran the spirit box and i said whose house is this and it said plain as day captain jenks and from that day forward that guy became a believer in the paranormal <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of hard not to when it's literally telling you right right and writing it right there um, right yeah, so how, that actually brings 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 me to to what I was about to ask is like how how do you pick the locations? Do you you mentioned residential? Do you only do residential or is it anything? Uh, you know, we kind of do everything. You know, residential they reach out to us. Um, we've done you know businesses local in town. That's how we started. Uh, and then we started traveling to you know the well known haunted locations that you know they allow investigators to come into. Uh, so that's. You know, as far as picking the location, you know, when we're doing the traveling, if it's haunted, we're going to go. So if we can drive it, we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know you mentioned on the uh, on the website, on the email you sent me, you also say you, you, you go out when people ask you to go. So how can people get a hold of you uh, to, for investigations? Well, they can contact us on our website at uh, stcroixparanormal.com. Um, kind of like you said, it'll talk all about us and information. And then there's a contact uh, that you can click on that and shoot us a question now before they start getting crazy the how how far do you travel or does does it matter you go anywhere yeah we pretty much is like i said as long as we can drive and we have the time and and are able to do that 
Um, you know, unfortunately, COVID kind of took us back, or we're just doing a very few trips this year, just kind of getting back into it. Um, so yeah, it's just we just depends where it is, and and it you know how badly do we want to go? <laughs> yeah, but not like if somebody because it is global on the internet. If somebody calls you from like Japan or something, may maybe you might think about it. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know Japan. That's pretty far away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I pass that off to somebody local. I'm sure they have somebody. Yeah. Uh, so again, we're talking to, to Jill she- Jill Shelley. She's the uh, the founder, the uh, the lead investigator for St. Croix Paranormal. They're in Minnesota. I have the link on the uh, show description, by the way. You guys can just click on Jill's name or St. Croix, and it'll take you right to there. So I'm going to take a little break right now. When we come back, though, not only do they investigate, they now have their own location, a very, very, very active, haunted, active location. We'll go into it, not physically, but we'll get into that location right after this. Wondering what they'll say next? In a few moments, you'll find out. Paranormal Perception. We'll be right back. Paranormal Perception invites you to Orange County's first ever paranormal conference, Orange County Paracon. Happening on the weekend of October 1st and 2nd, it's the perfect way to kick off our favorite time of the year. You'll meet and hear from Paranormal Perception guests like Dr. Jeff Dwyer, Patty Negri, and more. Sit in on panels covering the art of palmistry, and you'll be introduced to a team of Native American paranormal investigators. You can come up on stage and share your real paranormal experiences on Friday evening, plus a surprise panel on Saturday to close out the Paracon. Get more info and tickets at ocparacon.com. There are a few exhibitor tables left, so if you'd like a spot at OC Paracon, buy your table soon at ocparacon.com. We'll see you on the first weekend in October for Orange County Paracon. We now return you to your unscheduled awakening. This is Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. Talking to Jill Shelley, she's the uh, founder and lead paranormal investigator for St. Croix Par- Paranormal in Minnesota. Like I said, though, I mentioned that not only do they investigate homes, yes, and other lo- locations, but they now have their own location. So let's get into that. So, so Jill, tell me about the Boyd House. Tell, tell me that story. Uh, well, that came about because doing all our traveling, I thought, well, this would be really cool to have my own place and then let other people come investigate, too. Uh, so that kind of sparked the idea. And then in 2018, financially, I was able to uh, do that. And I was kind of on my own looking for a particular house because nobody really advertises a house to be haunted for sale. Um, so I just kind of used my uh, instinct on what I felt uh, looked like it may have been haunted. I was really drawn to the Boyd house. And then I uh, invested with a medium that I really trust. And she said that she, felt like there were six spirits at that home and then uh, I went and did a pre-investigation on it and with that I got uh, a REM pod going off within eight minutes uh, some really good spirit box responses and then I thought well I don't know I should probably just see what the owners have to say and uh, they were real hesitant to talk about it but they did have several experiences in the house um, all kinds of stuff so they 
would hear piano playing. They saw a man sitting in a chair before, you know, nothing really crazy. They kind of blew a lot of it off because they didn't, you know, it was back in the day too, when people were like, Oh, if you talk about it, you're crazy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but as we've, we've owned it more, there's been more people who have stayed at that house as, you know, cause they were friends with the family, with the kids, um, just coming forward with more and more stories of what's going on at the house. Yeah. It's actually interesting that you say that you, it was hard to find a haunted listing cause you're in Minnesota, obviously, but I'm in California. There actually are a lot, a lot more listings for haunted houses now and people actually go out looking for them because, or purchase them because they're haunted. And in fact, little plug, uh, there's a there's a new show about that coming to Sci-Fi. I think in a couple of weeks, called uh, something that, uh, it's surrealist, something like that, which is exactly about that uh, selling haunted houses. So so I, I I think that's a I think that's a new thing. And you you got Boyd House before it became a thing, so it's becoming a thing now. Yeah, well, that would have made it much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and. Like you said, you do you do rent it out to, for people to do investigations, or um, uh, how do you, how do they go about that? Uh, yeah, you can again just hit us up on the Saint Croix Paranormal uh, website. Yeah, that'll get you in, or you can just direct email us at Boydhouse two one seven yahoo dot com, or hit us up on Facebook under Boydhouse or Saint Croix Paranormal. So plenty of ways to get a hold of us to to book an investigation. And other than like the obvious, you know, don't break down walls or anything like that but what are what are the quote-unquote any rules for anybody investigating at the house uh yeah like you said pretty much to be uh respectful yeah you don't destroy anything of course no alcohol or drugs um you just have to take your trash out um you know pretty much it it's just like you were visiting a friend's house you wouldn't wreck it while you're there um so that's that's pretty much it no satanic worshiping of course or anything but pretty (laughs) much other than that you have free reign to do what you want um Kind of give everybody a really long time so they can check in as early as 3 p.m. And then I, you don't have to be out till noon the next day, which I think is kind of nice because you get time to set up. You can have dinner, then you can investigate, catch a few hours of sleep, and then go home. So I think I think it's a nice, generous amount of time for people to get in and get out. And they, they stay in the house or, or do they stay somewhere else? I know you can sleep there if you want. Most people do. Some I've actually had a few people who didn't, but most people just bring an air mattress. I do have one bed there, um, but we're not like a hotel or a B&B. So um, you just a lot of people bring air mattresses or cots and then they need to sleep downstairs. And we do have, you know, bathroom and shower and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like being at home. <laughs> yeah, except with. A few uh, unseen guests along the way. Yes, yes. And everything we have in there, pretty much, uh, we tried to take it back to the day uh, since the house was built in 1901. Um, so we've kind of redid everything and all the furniture, most of the furniture in there is antique. We've actually got two pieces of furniture back that were original to the house. Um, so that was kind of cool. We put that in the original spot. Um, and then finding out different things about um, the family that lived there. Uh, mostly uh, we believe that Fred and Minnie Eckhart are still there. We get a lot of responses that, that they're there. They read their names a lot. Uh, they both passed away in the house and Minnie actually her funeral for three days was held in that house. Um, and then two of their children passed away. And so we get a lot of children activity too. So, but we, um, yeah, we have all the old antique furniture. Um, yeah. We just try to keep it all real old. Uh, and, and I think they kind of like it. 
Yeah, well, I was I was gonna say I've learned actually over the years that 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 actually acts as a trigger object for them because they think it's still their time, so that's why they still stick around. Oh yeah, I'm always kind of kind of getting stuff and and learning. Like I just found out that they used to have a smoking stand over here with the Time Life magazines because he liked Time Life magazines, so I bought a bunch of old 1930, 1940 Time Life magazines. So just just as I learn more about the family, I, I bring in more things to try to to make it more like how it was. So I like, I know what kind of plants that she liked. And, and so I'm just kind of doing stuff like that. Of course, they're going to be fake. Cause like nobody's there to like take care of them every day. So yeah. You, um, you're talking about Fred. You said, you said he was a smoker. Um, no, he did not smoke, but he had a smoking stand. Oh, so I think okay. that was because, you know, that was the thing that you did back in the day. Um, yeah. you know, you smoke your cigars and, and things. So yeah, no, um, I, no, I thought you said he was a smoker, so I was going to say, has anybody smelled smoke while they're in there? But he wasn't. Uh, so. No, I, some people have smelled perfume, and then uh, I think that that's all I've heard about for smells. Okay. Um, I have, Or one guy had, like, a sulfury. He, like, thought maybe I had a gas leak or something, but I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, but so those would be, like, the only two what, smells well, that I've heard people say. Was that smell only in one area or, or like throughout the house? He said that was like in the basement area. And then he said like him and another one of his investigators got a headache. Um, so then I was kind of concerned of like, oh my gosh, do we have a gas leak? But we didn't. It turned out nothing. It, you know, so it was just a weird fluky thing. Because I was like, I've never smelt anything in the basement at all. So. Yeah, I mean, you always. You always want to track down like the the obvious things, but you know sulfur. And you probably know this usually means that something demonic is there. Right, right. And there is actually a room in the back, which is, it's an addition to the house, so it's not original to the house. But I've just never liked that room. I've always got a bad vibe about it, mm-hmm. and I never said anything to my investigators. So when they came with me one day, Teresa was in there and she was like flipping out in that room. Like she kept pacing back and forth. And I'm like, what, what's, what's going on? And she's like, I don't like it in here and I can't get comfortable. And I don't know why. So I, I, and I was like, really? Cause that's how I always feel when I'm down here in this particular back room. So, but you know, things happen on the land. I mean, our, there are deed for that goes back to 1889 when the town was founded and the land was owned by the railroad and actually the uh, railroad tracks pretty much run right through the backyard too. So we got a lot of that energy from the, from the railroad tracks as well. Yeah. Okay. Do you, I know you mentioned uh, you, you, you rented out the, like for private investigations, but do you have like TV shows use it or no? Well, I'd love it if the TV shows would come. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're, they're hard to get a hold of, but yeah, no, anybody, anybody's allowed to come in and investigate. So yeah, if, for whatever they want. I've even had people who aren't investigators, just come because they want to see if they can experience anything. Yeah. So I've had people come and stay that for that too. Well, well, actually, that brings up another question. You made me think of as you were saying that. Do people that have no idea about the paranormal, that it's paranormal history, do they want to stay there? Just treat it like kind of like an Airbnb. They just want to stay there just because. Yeah, just so they can see if they get any experiences, and some of them do, and some of them don't. I kind of feel like. Um, with the paranormal investigators, because you're using the equipment, you're actually engaging that you get a little bit more activity versus someone because they usually just sit there and like hope something happens. Like they're not, yeah. which you wouldn't want them sitting in there provoking anyway, but um, you know, they're not, they're just kind of waiting for something to happen, which, you know, if, if people who are paranormal investigators know that just it's, 
a whole lot of walking around asking for if anybody's there. Um, so it's not like the TV shows. Yeah, I think uh, honestly, this this show has a lot of uh, a lot of the TV people. They do listen, and 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 we can talk off the air. I can actually get you in touch with a few of them. Um, see maybe if they want to use it as a location, so we can talk about that later on. Um, so be besides all that, you have the board house and all that. So um, like I know twenty twenty. Well, you know twenty twenty was twenty twenty, but now uh, things are things getting sort of back to normal, and you can open it for more reservations, investigations. Yeah, it's been really busy, I think, with uh, COVID restrictions lifting. Like, we had pretty much every Friday and Saturday in June booked. Um, and then we've been able to attend some conferences now. We actually have one this weekend up in Duluth for the Para-Unity Conference. We'll be up there. Um, you know, so I think that's helping get yeah. the word out a little bit, too. And, and you know, again, talking with, you know, people like you on the on the Internet, too, with the podcast is, is really awesome. Great way to to get out and also meet new people. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just been, it's an incredible journey so far and I'm looking forward to many more years of the future of this. Yeah. I was actually about to ask you about the, the, the team, the same Croy. Are, are, are you guys finally starting to do, um, uh, not investigations, but conferences and things like that, but there, you have one, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we, we went to Omaha just recently, um, did their convention and then there's also, the one this weekend and then there's one in august down in iowa that we're doing i think it's called the midwest paranormal or something like that i'm sorry i'm really bad at that kind of stuff um but yeah that's we'll be attending that one too and then um if anything else flops out in you know october or something we'll we'll try and get to that too yeah for obvious reasons i think that'll probably be your busiest month Yes, yes, that usually tends to be, our, and that's my favorite time of the year. So. Yeah, that's too. Uh, so again, give them the uh, give them website, social media, everywhere they can follow you, and especially book investigations or, or anything there. Yeah, again, uh, Saint Croix Paranormal dot com, uh, Boyd House two one seven at Yahoo dot com. Uh, otherwise, Facebook either under Boyd House or Saint Croix Paranormal. So those are probably the easiest ways to get a hold of us. Yeah, and I'll make it easy for all you listening. I'll find everything and link it up, and you can just click on the names and take you right there. So Jill Shelley again, she's the uh, the founder of uh, St. Croix Paranormal, the lead investigator, and the owner of Board House. Jill, thanks a lot for coming on. You have great stories. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll stay in touch, and you're welcome back on the show anytime. And that. All right, awesome. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Was Paranormal Perception. The facts and opinions heard on this episode are those of the guest and host of Paranormal Perception. If they make you uncomfortable or cause you to question your outlook on life, good, you're waking up. Continue that journey on the show's official website, paranormalperception.show. Contact Henry with questions, comments, or if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, henry at paranormalperception.show. Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel.